Hey, that's the name of this show. It is. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you know who did our music? Do I know who did our music? Yes. No, tell me who did our music. Oh, it was the Def M Records All-Stars. Well, that's fantastic. Where can I find out more about that? Well, you can find out more about uh, Def M Records and their All-Stars at defmrecords.com. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're a good group of guys and making us cool music for our show. Yeah, yeah. and we appreciate it. Yeah, it's music power. Heck we're yeah. not here to talk about music power today. No, what kind of power are we here to talk we're about? We're here to talk about turtle power. Heck yeah. Yes. It's tubular. It's it's totally tubular, dude. Yeah. Maybe pizza power? Yeah? Yeah. That could come up. I thought it was pizza time. Uh, that too. Turtle power pizza time, right? Yes. Unless you're eating pizza in the arcade game and then it's pizza power. No, it is still pizza time. One of the songs on the Coming Out of Their Shells live tour yes, was called Pizza Power. I watched the heck out of that when I was a kid. Oh, I still have that VHS. Do you? Yeah. I, think, I think my mom might still have it in a drawer at uh, her house. It is one of those things that never got released on, on DVD. There's probably a reason for that. Yeah, well, it's not very good. Uh, yeah. But. <laughs> I think the sticks out most in my mind for that is the uh, uh, Master Splinter, like, doing his, like, kata on the stage. Yeah. Like, being philosophical and everything. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Not Shredder and, rapping about how he hates music? No, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's And the good. terrible mouth movement of the turtles. Right. Yeah. It, they mostly didn't move. Yeah. 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 That's a good time. <laughs> that's, that's how big the Ninja Turtles were, though. For those of you that weren't around in the late 80s and early 90s, Ninja Turtles were literally everywhere. They were on everything. It, it, yeah. They were on... I mean, they're they're still drawn on people's noses for some reason. Um, turns out people's noses are kind of a lot of people's. Oh, oh, shape oh of a, got you, got you. Yeah, shape yeah, yeah, of a turtle yeah, face. Yeah. So you just draw a little context. Bandana. Totally yes. out of context. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, I mean, you know, we talked uh, a couple last week, a couple weeks ago, uh, last episode about uh, Ninja Turtle cereal, yeah. right, and the pudding pies, mm-hmm. right, and um, you know, I I have like three or four sets of Ninja Turtles trading cards. Yeah. Um, they're at one point there were three different Ninja Turtles comic series running at the same time that were not related to each other from different (laughs) publishers. Oh, so like a Nickelodeon one and then like... So the original Mirage one was running and there was one running from Archie Comics. Okay. um, And there was a... uh, The Ninja Turtles magazine had comic strips in it. Wow. And none of them were related to each other at all. It was the craziest thing. Crazy. Also, now, there was a Ninja Turtles magazine, which people don't talk about. Well, in the 80s, there's a magazine for everything. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Quite literally for everything. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Or there was a zine for it. Well, which is something else <laughs> that people don't talk about anymore. Uh, I actually have some friends that make zines. So I. They still make them? Holy oh, yeah. Cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are still making their little, their little fan made. Uh, you know, hand-printed magazines. I actually got one uh, from a Ninja Turtles podcast I listen to. If you're listening to us and you like the kind of thing that we do and you want more of it and you want it deeper and divier, um, <laughs> you should go look up the Turtle Soup podcast. It is the the world, nay, the internet, nay, the world's only podcast dedicated to the ongoing journey of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from Turtles Mirage number one, the very first appearance, all the way until the end of the Turtles. Um, the show that podcast is running about five years now, and they're wow. up to 1994. So they've in in five years they've covered ten years of real time. Wow! Yeah, they run every two weeks, um, and I'm I'm a member of their Patreon because I I, re- I think that the two guys it's two guys from Florida, right? Yeah. Two white guys in their 30s making a podcast about nerd stuff, right? Just like you know every other podcast out there, just like this one. Um, uh, there are guys in, that are, you know, a couple guys that are in, in some bands together and stuff. And, and so I was like, yeah, I, I like these guys. I like some of their music. Uh, I'll get on their, their Patreon, right? And um, they, every few months, they'll send out a package. And I got um, some turtle soup can. Like their logo, it looks like Campbell's Soup, but it's turtle soup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got magnets for my fridge. I got stickers to put wherever I want. And a zine with a mixed disc, a mixed CD of a bunch of J-Rock and J-Pop songs. Heck yeah. And the zine is the explanation as to, like, why this song was chosen for this and what it means to the, uh, the uh, Eric, the host of the show, 
who put the thing together. Like, <laughs> out of works, nowhere. Man. Also, coasters made up from screenshots with awkward subtitles uh, from the original cartoon series. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a picture of Michelangelo while he's in the Technodrome, and he's being attacked by a bunch of robots, and the caption just says, gun cocks. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the sound of a gun cocking. Right? Yeah, yeah. But there's no context on this coaster. <laughs> so. Uh, That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. It's so quality t- set of coasters. Turtle Soup Show. Mm-hmm. You can find them at turtleshoopshow.com or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, yeah. whatever, right? Uh, but yeah, check them out if you're if you're a Turtles fan or you want more. Um, they just broke 200 episodes as well. So, yeah. And some of those episodes are like four hours. Um, and sometimes in four hours, they'll spend about 45 minutes actually talking about turtles. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot to go through there. Uh, but they do toy reviews and comic reviews and episodes of the cartoon and everything. Um, and it's, it's a trip. Um, I have not gone back and listened to every single episode, I will admit. But I have listened to everyone since I started listening a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, they're, they're good dudes. Um, shout out to Turtle Soup Show and Mr. Guy. Um, they're they're good, and uh, if you like turtles, you'll probably like them. Yeah, yeah. Well, how'd you get started uh, in getting into turtles? Because I know you're a pretty big Ninja Turtles fan. I am a big Ninja Turtles fan. Um, it started the week between Christmas and New Year's in 1987. Okay, um, which that's was very specific. That is a very specific time because that is the time that the original cartoon first aired in syndication. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was. I literally every. I mean, it's the Turtles '87 cartoon, but it literally aired the last week of 1987. So effectively, it's '88. Um, but yeah, I I remember watching it um, in my living room in Stoughton, Massachusetts, and. Um, you know, little five-year-old Andy just kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. You know, my brother had been born a couple months earlier, right? So he literally doesn't know the world without turtles because he was two months old. Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) You know, we we had just had Christmas. I think I had just gotten the Nintendo uh, that year. Um, Yeah, and so it was Turtle Mania. Like, Transformers had ended. Real Ghostbusters had started that season. Um. Or the year before, I could be mistaken on that. Thundercats was kind of winding down, mm-hmm. you know, and so Turtles was the thing that showed up. And yeah. um, I know the the miniseries ran. It was a five part miniseries, um, and I know that ran a couple times before the actual show picked up uh, the following season, like in the fall season mm-hmm. of '88. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, and the cartoon started. It turned out because Eastman and Layer, the creators of the original comics, wanted action figures of their characters. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Because um, they'd done the comic. It came out in a um, little comic convention in 1984 in Dover, New Jersey. Or, I'm sorry, Dover, New Hampshire. Um, and they were there were only 5,000 copies. They they went and made their own little black and white comic after coming up with some goofy characters. Yeah. Um, right? They were just sitting around watching bad movies, and one of them drew a turtle with nunchucks strapped to his arm, and the other one drew four turtles with different weapons, and... Uh, they kind of went back and forth, and at one point, one of them put a cheese shredder on his hand and was like, <laughs> I am the great man. And the other guy was like, no, you're the shredder. And that's literally how shredder got his name. That's fantastic. Um, and they were big fans of Frank Miller's Daredevil. So they were like, well, Daredevil fought the hand, so they're going to fight the foot. And Daredevil's master was named Stick, so their master will be named Splinter. And... Like, there's sort of those things that are right there in front of your face, yeah, but no yeah. one points them out, right? That's like, great. Like, you don't I see I know about the whole thing about, like, the, the ooze fell off the truck from the right. chemicals that blinded Daredevil. Like, that right. was the whole... Yeah, yeah, the turtle's origin and Daredevil's origin actually happen at the same time. Yeah. Which is which is pretty wonderful. Um, but yeah, yeah, they just Eastman and Lair were fans of, of um, Frank Miller's work and the New Mutants. And so, and and they were really inspired by Dave Sim and Cerebus, the uh, Barbarian Aardvark comic series. Okay. Um, and so they were like, yeah, let's do a silly black and white anthropomorphic action comic, yeah. right? Like like Cerebus, um, but we'll make it ninjas because Frank Miller was doing Ronin at the time. And they were big fans of Daredevil and New Mutants. And so they're like, yeah, Teenage Mutants, cool. And they'll be ninjas. And uh, Turtles, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That name's just stupid enough to work. Yeah. Right? So they went and made uh, 5,000 copies with their tax tax refund money that year. Um, And fun story, the first issue of Turtles and the first issue of Transformers 
debuted in the same week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, don't know how that happened. This, this is sort of the, one Just of those a weird, weird cosmic coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. The first issue of Transformers from Marvel came out the same week the first issue of Turtles did that, that little uh, comic expo. That's funny. Um, and the leftover copies. One big budget, one not at all. <laughs> yeah. One was. We need a tax return. Also, hey, uncle, can I borrow a couple hundred bucks to finish off the 5,000 copy print run of this? Yeah. This dumb little comic. I wonder which franchise was more financially lucrative. Um, oh, that's a good question. Probably Transformers because there are still a lot of Transformers toys coming out. Yeah. Um, Turtles was probably more financially lucrative for the creators, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair right. Because Transformers yeah. was for Hasbro as a company. Yeah. That's right. True. It wasn't like one person creating it and selling the idea and getting, right. reaping the benefits off of it for years. It right. was a corporate like, hey, how can we make these Japanese toys into something for Americans? Right. Exactly. And Ninja Turtles was literally two guys probably getting stoned watching bad movies, um, just yeah. doodling stupid things, and we're like, yeah, this is just dumb enough to be a good idea, maybe. Uh, and turns out it was. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, so... What can we spend our ramen fund on that would be fun? Yeah. I know. Let's make a comic book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they did the comics for that um, for that event, that comic convention in 84, um, and sold the rest through Diamond. And yeah. it's like Capital City, like the comic distributors, right? And um, literally sold all the leftovers in a day. Wow. And they were like, okay. So they went back and took that money and did a second printing. And sold through all of those. And then they were like, okay, third time's a charm. And did a third <laughs> printing. And sold through all of those. Um, and I think the third printing was bigger than the first and second printings combined. Um, yeah. I might be mistaken on that. Don't hold me to it. Um, there are enough turtle documentaries uh, and, and write-ups online that someone will have the exact numbers yeah. for you. I know what I've like seen issue like the first issue for sale, it's yeah. always almost always been a third printing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because there were five thousand at that comic expo. How many have how many have survived? Yeah. Right. And there were and how many people got it, read the crap out of it, threw it in their corner. It right. Just, it just oh my goodness. I'm there's sure so there's many, some guys where it's just so sitting. many people probably just like going oh my god I had a turtles number one and yeah. there was a first printing and yeah I yeah the other thing is spilled my milkshake on it. <laughs> um, the first the first two printings were magazine size, not comic sized, because the print shop they went through didn't know comics and magazines were printed at different sizes. So um, yeah, so they were more the oversized like Conan style size. Yeah, yeah, like the Savage Short, exactly like Savage Short of Conan. Yeah, um, and actually the first four issues are all oversized like that. Okay, um, or at least the first printings of each of them. Um, so yeah, basically after the second or third printing, they're like, oh, I guess we should probably do a second one. Yeah, and so like there's like a four month gap between the two issues because it was here's a funny joke and then. Oh, I guess we should do a part two. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should do more of these. Yeah. So part one introduces the turtles and their origin and Splinter and, and Shredder and the Foot Clan. And then Shredder dies. Shredder dies at the end of the first issue. Um, and issue two introduces Baxter Stockman and April O'Neil, yeah. who is a scientist, not a reporter. Um, still in a jumpsuit, but it's a like a lab jumpsuit, yeah. right? Um yeah, and it's a black and white comic, so you don't really know what color it is. Um, color reprints have made it either... Okay, so that makes more sense than why in later iterations they try, like, she's the daughter of a scientist. Right, all yeah. All the time. Yeah, Okay, that yeah. makes way more sense now. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't actually know why the cartoon ended up making her a reporter. Probably because of Superman, right? That, probably. Yeah, like she's... Superheroes, Lois Lane. Right, you know, just... yeah, she's the reporter that can get them into and out of places that yeah. they wouldn't otherwise get to go. Or... Yeah, and I mean, in the 80s, like, the most recognizable thing in the world was Christopher Reeve's Superman, so... Right. As far as superheroes go. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, probably that. Um... Yeah, because Batman hadn't come out yet with Keaton. Right, that was so 89. So... The superhero stuff people had to choose from was like... Yeah, there was that really bad Spider-Man mo- show in the eight seventies. Yeah, Shazam Isis Hour. Like, no, no. <laughs> the Batman seventies show that people laughed at. And right, then and the one Room seventy seven show. Yeah, and then Chris Reeves Superman. Yeah, and people took it a little bit seriously, but it was still just it was just yeah, yeah, just whatever. Yeah, whatever it was. Um, anyways, yeah, that's a big roundabout way of saying Eastman and Laird uh, were, you know, they'd gotten a few issues out and then they were like, hey, what if we did some licensed stuff? So they made a role-playing game called uh, TMNT and Other Strangeness. Um, I have a copy of that. It was just one book, wasn't it? It was just one book, yeah. yeah. It ran on the, the Palladium's Rifts system, I want to say. Yeah. It was Palladium okay. Games. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and that's actually the first licensed bit of Turtles anything anywhere. Okay. Um, Dark Horse did a bunch of like half inch little uh, lead miniatures um, right. shortly after that. And then they were like, well, what if we got like actual toys? And so they went to um, all the big, you know, to Kenner and Mattel and yeah. everything. And Mattel actually almost bit. The guys that made He Man almost made Ninja Turtles toys. Hmm. And kind of last minute, Playmates swept in and they were like, if you can get a cartoon series, we will do these choi- do these toys. They will look more like your comics than like He-Man. And um, we'll do them for cheaper or, or like whatever. Or like it was a better deal for Eastman later yeah. to go with Playmates. And so they worked with them and, and um, uh, Mirakami Swenson, Wolf Mirakami Swenson um, to make the cartoon series. And that's where they decided like, hey, let's give the turtles different color bandanas because originally in the comics they were black and white comics. But yeah. on the covers you could see they all wore red. Um, they put the initial on the belt buckle Right, and so that way, you know, kids can you know tell the turtles were, apart. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the toys all had different skin colors as well, which is not a thing that ever really carried over um, into the comics or the black and white comics or even the cartoon. They all just had the same color, green. Um, but the original toys, each yeah. of them had a different, unique skin tone. Um, again, just so you could quickly tell who they were yeah, yeah. apart. Um, yeah. Did, did they start doing the different skin tones later in the cartoons? They did. Okay. Yeah, the 2003 cartoon, um, they started doing the different skin colors. Okay. Um, and they've kind of – I don't remember the – 2000. the 2012 one had it, but they were a little more subtle. Yeah. Um, and then the current one, Rise of the TMNT, uh, they do have different skin skin tones on that as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so eighty seven the cartoon started. Uh, those five episodes were super successful because a bunch of jerks like me yeah. went and watched it. Um, and then the next year, I was asking for all the toys for Christmas. Yeah. Um, See, in my introduction to it, because I was in a tiny little town, right. we saw the toy advertisements before we actually had the cartoon or anything. Sure. To watch. Yeah. And so you know, everybody would get the toys and stuff like that, right. and that was kind of. And then the show started coming out, and then mm-hmm. uh, I think Burger King had the VHSs. Yeah, Before we actually had like the show on air consistently. Oh, really? In our market, yeah. Okay. Well, it, it got picked up by CBS, uh, I think, after season two. So, but that would have been around the time I think those Burger King tapes were coming yeah. out. So. I just I remember like the all the stuff of the Burger Kings that were things that we hadn't seen before or anything. Interesting. Yeah. You know, okay. so it was all like oh, so we were we were super super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was everywhere by that point. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely everywhere. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember, I remember getting those toys and stuff. I remember my pizza thrower. I loved that stinking <laughs> toy. Yeah. Yeah, the little uh, tank-looking thing, right? Yeah, and you yep. feed the little plastic pizzas in the Build top. A stack and... of plastic pizzas on yep. the top, and you just push that button on the side. And just... <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I didn't have the pizza thrower. Many uh, fond, fond afternoon shooting those things at my brother. I did have the party wagon, the turtle van. Um, okay, yeah. See, I never had that one. I, oh, the only, yeah. the only uh, turtle vehicle I ever had was the, uh, the pizza thrower and then some weird water gun cannon that like it was just a stationary like oh yeah water yeah it had like the turtle shell shield in front of it something like that yeah i think i might have had that actually yeah i i it was uh, one of those like five dollar things right i'm sure somebody got for a birthday or something sure (laughs) yeah no and i for for it felt like forever um we were super into it and uh for whatever reason every week my dad decided hey i'm gonna take you guys down to child world yeah which was um in in quincy massachusetts it was a smaller local uh toy store um but you know basically toys r us or kb yeah, yeah um and every week my brother and i got to go and pick out one new turtle toy to add to nice. our collection nice. so by the end of it i had most like of them. Most, sure. Yeah, I didn't have everything because there were so many. And there were yeah. so many like weird ones where it's like, hey, there's the movie star versions of the turtles now. Where yeah. They all have like slightly longer legs and like rubbery skin and they look more like the movie versions. So like I picked up, you know, we each picked up one of those. Yeah. Right? We got Leo and Raph. We never got Donatello or Michelangelo. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> we just, we picked up those two. Yeah. And the next week I picked up like the baseball Raphael because I started Little League. Yeah. You know, and like a week after that I got Tattoo, the sumo wrestler with a bunch of stickers that replaced, that you, you know, put on as tattoos. Yeah. Um, and it was just whatever struck my fancy that week. I never, I never put into it like, oh yeah, let me go get the full set of rock and roll turtles. Yeah. I remember yeah. standing in that aisle at the Walmart when I was a kid and just my, my mom going, all right, I'm going to go, you know, walk around and get ready. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to go look at the turtles. Yeah. And yeah. Just standing there, just going like, okay, like I, I have enough to get one. Which one do I, it just, all of a sudden she comes back up and it seems like she hadn't been there. It's like, it's been 45 minutes. Are you ready yet? Right. Like, no, I don't know which one I want. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's how, that is how big it was. Yeah. Right? It's um uh you can go to TMN, tmnttoys.com. Um and they have f- like a photo archive uh of every turtles toy ever made. And you can spend an entire day on that website and not go through everything. Oh, yeah. Right? It's Every it time is, I see, like, we've talked about it, and like, yeah. do you remember this? And you'll look it up, and it's just like, I don't remember half these things. <laughs> right. Right. It's just like, I... And sometimes, I remember sitting there and going through, like, Iraq, being like, okay, I'm looking for one of the ones that I saw last time that I was trying to decide between the two. Uh-huh. And every single rack is one that I haven't seen before, and none of them are the one that I'm looking for. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. It was like every time we went, and, you know... Yeah, because, like, every year there'd be, like, one basic assortment of figures where they yeah. have, like, you know, six, seven, eight figures. And it's like, oh, cool, here's, you know, uh, the Four Turtles or here's, like, Casey Jones and Usagi Ojimbo yeah. or, or here's, you know, Genghis Frog and, yeah. and April, right? Um, and then you start getting into, like, okay, cool, here's some weird characters. Like, who's Slash, this evil turtle from Dimension X and the Triceraton, mm-hmm. right? And who's Pizza Face, the crazy pizza chef yeah, with yeah. a, like, meat cleaver in one hand, and, like, one of his feet is a pizza box now. Yeah. Um, or, like, Muckman and Joe Eyeball, this guy that's literally a mutant made of garbage. Yeah. With little, like, I, I, eyeballs on Stock's alien that lives in the trash can backpack he's wearing. Yeah, I remember getting so excited when the Mutagen Man came out. The yeah. The one filled with water. That one yes. I was super excited about. Yeah. The, uh, the crazy, the bat one that like it was wingnuts, yeah, yeah, and that, his little his little, little guy uh, that got mosquito the back. Yeah, just, there was yeah. so many of those things. It was for me. It was like Ghostbusters all over again because there were so right. many different things to choose from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then at, with the basic assortments, you'd start getting like the movie star turtles or or the rock and roll turtles, where yeah. like Raphael looks like he's right out of a Poison music video. Yeah. Right. Or Michelangelo is dressed up. It's it's rad rapping Mike, and he looks like Flava Flav with a big clock on his chest. Um, or like Punker Don, who's got a leather jacket and a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I, I was always partial. I, I really liked, we had the one that was like the undercover Donatello. It was the one where he was wearing the, the trench coat, trench coat yeah. the, the hat. And all. I, that was always, I don't know why, but it was always one of my favorite. Ninja it's a cool figure. Always. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I The Triceraton was was one of my favorites because the Triceratops was my, was my favorite dinosaur yeah. as a kid. And he was big and orange. He's a like, big orange yeah. guy with these huge muscular arms and ripped jeans and, and like metal vest but it only covered his pecs yeah and like all the way down his back uh, and he had a little extra tail him uh, and the bull i always thought were one of two of the coolest looking ones. oh yeah ground chuck yeah the steer yeah yeah yeah. um yeah ground chuck was both of those guys were super cool super playable um one of my cousins really got into playing with dirtbag who was the mutant mole oh yeah, yeah right and like he's just a mole with like a mining hat and like camouflaged overalls yeah right and for some reason, my cousin was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just liked his muscles. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, f- well, that's a very arbitrary reason, but sure, okay. Yeah, one of my favorite kids when I was – or toys or characters when I was a kid was yeah. the Rat King because there was so much yeah. detail on his There's character so with all the rats detail. and everything all yeah. over him. Like, so, it, half of it wasn't painted, but the mold right. was so detailed it was ridiculous. Right. So um, one of the things I do as a hobby is I repaint old toys. And um, I, over the last several years, have been slowly picking up, a, uh, recollecting a bunch of old Turtles yeah. toys. Um, and the Rat King might be the most detailed toy in the entire line. And, like, you just, if you're not looking for it, you don't see it. He had, like, a little rats on him and he had little, rat, like, things he had little, all over him. He had rats like, attached to him. But, like, yeah. he, there's a giant centipede crawling across his chest. Yeah. There are bugs everywhere, everywhere on yeah. him. He and is he's, covered he's, like, in, patchwork, like... Outfit, it's right. all tattered. It's and all like tattered and patchy. Bandages and, and dude, all kinds. Of, yeah, it's a really neat toy. It is such a cool toy. And if you like, same I, with the Baxter Stockman though. The Baxter Stockman. That's another one that had a lot of detail into it that doesn't look like it from okay. first glance. The Baxter Stockman toy is terrifying <laughs> because you don't see it because they colored his skin like blue and purple, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of like the toy Foot Clan colors. Yeah. I was like, what if we made him realistic fly colors? So I painted him like a sickly green, and then I realized. Oh, the detail on his like extra arms that come out, like his his extra yeah, all appendages veiny and the wings, and all kinds of. Not craziness. only are they veiny, the skin is ripped off, and you can see the muscle sinew oh, underneath. Yeah. Where it was so, like, it look, well, because he mutated, like, right? You can actually see, and there, there's a few of the figures that were that way. Where there like, you are can quite see a their, few, yeah. especially the early ones. When they started getting later, it got a little bit. To me, in a way, it felt like they were less they got, that way. They got a little cleaned up. They got yeah. a little less frightening. Yeah, they got a little less uh, trauma horror movie as yeah. the line went on. Yeah. Um, 
But even then, some of the later figures are still really well detailed. Yeah. Well, because it's funny because you'll see some of them like the Usagi Jimbo character. Uh, right. One, that one, it's not doesn't have any kind of crazy detail to it, but it's no. still very detailed as it far is. as just the panels on his outfit and everything mm-hmm. else, like just mm-hmm. all the buckles and snaps. You know what I mean? They went into the detail on that. There's nothing crazy in it, right. but it's a very detailed set of armor. And yes. then. Later on, there was the panda one. PandaCon, yeah. That And he has a very good detailed sculpting to his armor and uh-huh. everything else, too. At the same time, I can't remember what – there was a couple other figures released in that same line, and they were kind of, eh, just detailed. It's true. <laughs> like just, it's true. You know, they were just kind of plain, like, still cool figures, but right. just kind of plain. But same with that that uh, undercover Donatello. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that one, the trench coat and everything, like, just the flaps on it and everything. Just uh-huh. they, they put a lot of effort in, into the molding yeah. on and that one. he's got a little dagger tucked in, like, in his little yeah. lapel. And, and then I, I yeah. had another one of the ones, I think it was the, uh, I think it might have been the baseball Raphael one yeah. that I didn't feel was his, like, it's no, like, yeah, he's got a baseball just, uniform, but it just it's just... Yeah, like, and they, the, the touch they that didn't one put was detail into his uniform. Right, just kinda... it was just Raph in a baseball uniform. Yeah, and he you could like twist his waist back and you know kind of click it into place and hit the button and he'd yeah, swing. swing his arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which was, was great. Yeah, if, it, if you wanted yeah. if you wanted Raphael to hit the tee off the or hit the ball off the tee, it was perfect. Or if yeah. you wanted to whack Shredder in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, uh, I think we used know. to put Donatello's staff in his hand all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. See, why wasn't it Donatello? Why was it baseball Raphael? It's so many, See, so many, should... there's so many weird choices yeah. that they made like that where I'm like, yeah, like TD toss and Leo's cool, but yeah, why is it baseball Raph? Why isn't the guy that has the big wooden stick? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I feel like Raph with his little throwy size would be better at basketball, but Donatello looked like Michael Jordan in that line because he was the basketball one. I don't know. I don't know. It was yeah. all weird. It was. Um, what about the video games? We talk about video games a lot oh, on this show. Oh, I was a dedicated fan of the first Ninja Turtles game. Yeah? I sunk so... Because I that was one of the first games that from the Nintendo, the mm-hmm. NES, that I saved up and bought for myself. Right, okay. Because um, most of the games I had, because... Uh, video game prices haven't changed all that much. No, no, they've been <laughs> about $50, $60 yeah. since the and, NES started. I you know I, I mowed lawns and stuff and saved them got myself that Nintendo when I was a kid but I didn't have any games because <laughs> they were so expensive <laughs> so we tend to rent you know we, we'd rent games and stuff like that right and yeah I, I uh, a couple weekends in a row I remember I rented uh, Ninja Turtles and my dad went save your money for a couple weeks and go you know go buy it don't rent it again kind of stuff and you know I, I did and I mowed lawns and did all that stuff for that mm-hmm. summer and then we're like, all right you know and I went and bought the game I was so happy with it and I remember. So many hours, like, because every weekend it would end up getting that frustration of that stinking underwater level. Uh huh. And then you get through it, you got like two turtles left, and you get ran over immediately <laughs> in the next area. Yep. And I, I remember yep. just fight with that so much when I was, you know, when I was younger, and then finally getting to where I had that the underwater perfect, get through that every time, every yeah. single time, and then you get into the next area, and then there's that one jump that kills you almost every time. <laughs> the one impossible <laughs> jump in the sewers in level three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So it just it, it was it was a fun game though I I I really liked that game and then when the arcade game came out oh dude the oh, arcade man. game uh, we sunk so many quarters into that and yeah. at the pizza parlor and then when it came out for home we spent so much time yes. I remember one of my friends uh, getting uh, the the thing where you could play more than just two people oh like the yeah, advantage yeah, or, yeah I can't remember or what it's called whatever, yeah the satellite uh, something like that yeah yeah and yeah um, satellite yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for that and so we could play that in RC Pro-Am <laughs> nice <laughs> but yeah I, I loved the 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 Ninja Turtles games they were all pretty good I mean even yeah. going, going further on with the you know Turtles in Time and everything mm-hmm. like that those mm-hmm. are all great size form beat up beat em up games um I am a big fan uh I I I don't fight people about it but I for my money um Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project on NES, might be the best Turtles side-scrolling beat-em-up game. It's such a hard game to find that I think most people haven't played it. Right, because it came out... Which is why I think it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. Yeah, it came out after the Super Nintendo had been out for a year. Yeah, it was um, it was one of the very last Nintendo games, it if was. not the last Nintendo yeah, game. Yeah, and it's a f- I think it's a four-meg game on an NES card, which yeah. is huge. Um but it's it has everybody in it, right? Yeah, because like, every copy I've ever seen for it of it has been ridiculously expensive. Really? Okay, I yeah. got it when it was new, so I okay, haven't yeah. had to look up the secondary I, that, market. That was price. one that I've tried to buy a couple times, and when I have seen it, I, yeah. I'm sure you can probably find it sometimes for cheap. It okay. Just when I have seen it, it's usually been like, oh, it's in a box with control or with an instruction book. Sure. It's practically 
yeah, practically brand new still, and you know, three hundred dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I rented the crap out of it when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great because like you, you know you get Bebop and Rocksteady are bosses, and then Toka and Razor from the second movie yeah. are bosses. Ground Chuck and Dirtbag are bosses. Slash is one of the bosses, yeah. right? There's a Triceraton on the box art for no reason. Yeah. Well, I was about to mention. I remember getting to the end of it and us going, "All right, all right, what's next? We need to fight that." Oh. <laughs> okay. There's no Triceraton. Where's the guy on the front? Yeah. So it turns out um, that has I have to sneeze. <laughs> So on the front of the box art for that, there's the big orange dinosaur that we mentioned earlier. The yeah, Triceraton. Triceraton. Yeah. Um, so he was intended to be in the game when they did the box art. Mm-hmm. And through reiterations and redesigning and everything in the game, um, he ended up not being part of it. But they were like, well, we already paid for the artwork for the game, so we're not going to pay to like, yeah, no, right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, one of the things where like sense. the Triceraton was going to be in there and, and then it wasn't. So much so. artwork for the Ninja Trolls. So like, I'm, I'm a little yeah. surprised they didn't have something else that they could have pulled, but at the same time, eh, we paid for this specifically. Well, it's especially funny because the cover for the first game is the second printing of number four. Like oh, the, really? the, yeah, the, of the the Mirage comic, like the yeah. second, the number four issue, um, the second printing of that is the cover for the original NES game. Yeah, and that's why that's they funny. all have red on that. Um, because it's from the original comics where yeah. we all had read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, yeah, just one of those strange, weird little quirks. Uh, but everything after that seemed to have original artwork for the covers, which, you know, was cool. Yeah. Because, like, the arcade one, that actually had the different colored bandanas and everything. And they right. They actually had yeah. that, you know, them on the skateboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and they looked more like the cartoon yeah. than the comics. Yeah. 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 Well, and the, the, the arcade... Uh, was definitely modeled after the the cartoons. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. it was it was pretty. Yep. Pretty blatant after yeah. the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Have they done a video game that's based more on the comic? I guess um, a little the first one, a little bit. The first one was more based on the comic and like the five part miniseries of the cartoon because that's yeah. all there was when they were making it. Right, like um, one of the. That's true because I don't even think they refer to April as a reporter, do they? No, April's just there. Just April. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady are in it, but Shredder's in red, like he was in the color reprints of the original comics. Um, The Foot Clan are all kind of nondescript ninjas. Yeah, um, and actually resemble the comic versions. Yeah, they actually look like ninjas, not the weird headed gray alien with a purple mask on. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, there are a bunch of weird robots and like other yeah, monstery like the things. Ma- the mousers and the stuff mousers like that. are in it, right? Mousers yeah. are from issue two of the comic yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, and it, it is it Which is was sort always of one a, of the most underrated toys. Sorry. Yeah, it walked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The first game and the first movie are are more based on the original comics than anything. Um, but the cartoon had started, so. Um, oh, I, what I was going to say is um, one of the, the weird arguments about the first game is like, yeah, why are you fighting a mutant frog? And why is there a guy on fire? And why isn't Krang in this game? Yeah. Right? And I was like, well, Krang kind of didn't really exist yet when yeah. they were developing the game. Right? You look at the game came out within the first year of the cartoon. Um, they didn't know if the cartoon was going to be a thing. Yeah. You know? I remember the Technodrome was in it. And that the was Technodrome a was. Fight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Big I, electric sigh on the front of that stinking ball of death. That <laughs> yes. just Oh, thank God I saved Donatello so I could just sit here and press up and hit this thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, good times. Saving yeah. all those, saving him in the back so that, oh, God, there's a pizza. I need to grab it. With, let me switch to Donatello so he can be full life and go back to Raphael. <laughs> like, okay, all right, if he dies, oh, well, at least I got still got Leonardo. I got a little bit of reach left. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a shame. Like, Raphael was always my favorite turtle, but I didn't like him in that game because he just had the shortest weapon. He was the worst in the games, but the best in everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I like Him and Donatello were always my, my two favorites. Okay. Mine too. Yeah. I, yeah. I was always a big fan of Donatello just because, you know, at the time uh, when I was a little kid, you know, just was into computers and everything else. So it was kind of like, oh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. That so. makes sense. Um, so the movies. Yeah. 
right? So the first movie came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, no studio wanted to touch it. No, because not at all. Because the cartoon hadn't really proven itself yet when they were shopping it around. Uh, also, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a ridiculous name. Yeah. You know, as much as it's been around for 35 years, we all kind of used it. doesn't sound that different from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. No, or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Or... Well, that's way later. That was that was a few years later, but yeah, um, I'm pretty Attack sure... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Power Rangers has the four name name because of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, a lot of things did. You know, Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah. You know, uh, there was there was a, a adolescent samurai black belt hamsters or whatever. <laughs> Like, there were so many, uh, so many of those things. That's a great one. I hadn't heard that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Immature Radioactive Samurai Slugs was uh, the Tiny Toon Adventures parody. Nice. There, there were so many of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, the four-name name became a thing, so the studios weren't looking for the first movie at all. Uh, and so this little, like, distribution company that kind of didn't matter called New Line Cinema yeah. picked it up. And... Um, it ended up being not only the most successful movie of 1990, it ended up being the highest grossing independent film until Pulp Fiction came out in 94. Yeah, I believe So it. for a while, Ninja Turtles was the highest grossing independent film in history, uh, which is really impressive for yeah. a movie no one wanted to touch. Yeah. You know, despite Jim Henson uh, and the Jim Henson Productions Well, uh, What's funny is you also got to look at those is like, is what was the cost of the Ninja Turtles compared to Pulp Fiction? Yes, but Pulp Fiction made a lot more, but was it as actually as profitable as uh, was? Well, that's a good question, and I, yeah. I couldn't tell that's you That's why that. I look into a lot of those ones. Yeah. You, you get those movies, like, uh, people always laugh about it, but, uh, like, Dude, Where's My Car? Right. They made that movie for next to nothing. Right. And it made not a, like, ridiculous amount of money, no, but, but when you, you make it for $3 million and you make 100 Right. That's a better profit <laughs> yeah. than making something for 250 and making four. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah, it's always funny to look at those like digitals. They took a gamble and they, yeah, they made it, money off it, that. Yes, so much. Yeah, um, I remember. I know my mom took us to see it like, at least twice. I think I only saw it once in the theaters, but um, the day we went to go see it, it must have been opening weekend because we got to the theater and they were like, "Hey, the next three showings are sold out." Oh wow! Um, so it was, it was me and my mom, and then my mom's sister. Uh, me and my mom and my brother and then my mom's sister and her two daughters so it was the six of us all going and um, so we needed to kill a few hours so we were like well let's go to the pizza hut down the street and we went and got pizza before we went and saw Ninja Turtles nice and, nice uh, yeah yeah our little town we had the one theater so it wasn't you know just everybody that was going to see it that night went sure. and saw it that night yeah. um, and they were giving out uh, pizza hut coupons okay. with it yeah. at the time so so afterwards, everyone it was to the pizza only hut. like there was two pizza places in town. There okay. was a Pizza Hut, and then up the street a little ways there was the place that wasn't Pizza Hut. Right. <laughs> so everybody was at the theater, and then I remember seeing everybody else because we didn't go to the Pizza Hut because it was already packed. We went okay. Up the street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I. You know. I. I remember reading um, just for fun. I was like, yeah, let me go see what some of the reviews of this movie were. Um, years, years later, yeah. and. Um, Roger Ebert said that the first Ninja Turtles movie is probably the best version of something called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that could ever exist. And um, it's 2019 when we're recording this. That movie came out in 1990. Almost 30 years later, I still think that's kind of true. No, I agree 100%. Like, I really like that movie still to this yeah. day. I think it's a, it's a quality flick. I mean, it... It's got the full hero's journey thing going with all the characters. It does. It's, it's got a good narrative. It's got a good bad guy. It's got, you know, everything just kind of works with it. Right. They've got the just enough character building for the ancillary characters and the main characters. I, it, it just, it all kind of works. It holds together really well. Um, and it is, it's the kind of thing where uh, if someone was like, hey, what is Ninja Turtles all about? How do I get started? I would hand them that movie and be like, here's 92 minutes. Yeah. You can get through this in an hour and a half. If you're interested in this, we can go to the next step. If this yeah. doesn't do it for you, then that's all you need. Yeah. Right? It introduces yeah. the Turtles, introduces Shredder, introduces Splinter. Um, Judith Hogue did a great job playing April. You know, there's, I yeah. mean, like the Danny and his dad, like April's boss, like not really a thing outside of that. You know, Tatsu was only really in the movies, Shredder yeah. second. But like, you get the point of Turtles, you know, and, um, 
Yeah, because yeah. his action figure you were talking about it was a sumo wrestler, so it wasn't even a... Oh, yeah. No, Tattoo was the sumo wrestler. Yeah. Tatsu. Oh, Tatsu. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I never knew his actual name in the okay. movie, so... Yeah, yeah. It's only said a couple times, yeah. but yeah. Um, yeah, and then... I just know that he'll never call golf a dog game again. No. <laughs> right? That was the first time that Casey Jones was cool. Right? Right? I, oh, I don't know. I always liked Casey okay. Jones. Because he was the dude with the hockey mask and like his action figure, which was my introduction to the character okay. first, was sitting there store going like, okay, I've already got a Ninja Troll. What do I want? Who's that guy? Right. Okay. He's got an ac- he's a bag full of weapons? Yes. I wanna, I'm, I'm grabbing that. Yeah, guy. that's fair. Okay, I, th- I, I will rephrase. Um Casey Jones was the first time, or the movie was the first time I thought Casey Jones was fair cool. Fair enough, fair enough. Because in the cartoon, he was just doing a bad Clint Eastwood impression, talking about lawbreakers. Yeah. Right? And just, you know, oh, it's, you guys are worse than lawbreakers. You're Martians. Right? <laughs> and, it, like, it, it was fine for what it was, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, turns out he's actually really cool in the original black and white comics. Um, but... Yeah, like the movie was the first time that like Casey Jones was like, oh, okay, this guy is actually important to Turtles. Yeah. Cool. And uh, Elias Codius did a really good job playing him. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after- He the, was he was very relatable in that movie. Like, he was claustrophobia kind of the, and everything. Right. Like, this little quirky things like that they added in there. It was completely <laughs> ridiculous, but it just, it made it like, okay, he's just a dude. Yeah, he's just a guy. <laughs> yeah. He's just a guy that- you know, was kind of buff and didn't want to deal with people breaking the law. And yeah. he lived in New York City. And, and his like, and Raphael's back and forth was great in that yes. flick. Like, yeah. they, just, they did so many good things yeah. in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're a claustrophobic. You want a fist to the mouth? Yeah. Never even looked at another guy before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm seven. I don't get that that's a gay joke, but yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, <laughs> it just kind of snuck in there. Uh there's a joke about the moldy pizza having penicillin on it, yeah. right? Again, not a joke I got till I was an adult because I didn't know what penicillin was yeah. or that it was made from mold. Oh, yeah. No, they they sprinkled in a lot of adult humor in yeah. there that I didn't understand until years later. I was like, oh, man, that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it's so much fun. And then looking back at, you know, as an adult looking at the – because I remember – how edgy the the gang members were. You were like, they're just sitting around smoking cigarettes and playing arcade games. Right. Like, this isn't a gang. Yeah. Wouldn't? Like, they're yeah. skateboarding. Well, there was, what was that one dude with the giant mohawk and the cool bass guitar? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, about it. I was playing narc. <laughs> Being in a street game. Yeah. Yeah. The, the anti-drug game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam Rockwell is one of those teenagers. Yeah. A very young Sam Rockwell uh, is the one that offers regular or menthol cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Later yeah. on, uh, Galaxy Quest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so based on the success of the first movie, they fast-tracked the second one. Yeah. And it came out a year later, almost to the day. Um, and it had some ninja rap in it. So it did have it the quality. ninja rap because quality, Vanilla quality. Ice was the hottest thing going for some yep. reason. Um, 1991 hey, was a I had very that haircut. Time. I ain't gonna lie. I did not. <laughs> I did. Oh, I totally did. Uh, I had the swoop thing in the front, the oh, man. zigzags in the back of my head, and everything. Oh, I was, oh yeah, I was not that cool. Um, oh, I wasn't cool either. I just I had the vanilla eyes haircut. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the second movie came under a lot of fire, or the first one came under a lot of fire from parent groups who were like, "It's too, too violent. violent." Yeah. Well, I mean, they did crush Shredder. In a... I mean, granted, but. The movie is called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They weren't hiding the fact that it was going to be violent, you know? It's a live-action version of a black-and-white comic book. Yeah, there's a cartoon, and that's what your kids like and know, and that's why we all went and saw the movie. But, like, I don't know. I don't think that movie was much more violent than the cartoon ever was. No, because, like, you don't ever actually see them, like, stabbing anybody. Right. Like, they're swinging swords around, but you don't see, like, Donatello or anybody, like, actually, like, murder someone. Right. You know, right. Casey Jones, but not anybody else. It was an accident. He went, oops. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And even then, you just saw the helmet get crushed. You didn't this actually see him get crushed. This is true. He could have gotten away. Yeah. Yeah. It might have just been his helmet that fell in. He didn't, but it he could have. <laughs> um, yeah, Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use is interesting. It introduces Toka and Razor, right? Two more yeah, mutant characters yeah. uh, designed by Kevin Eastman, one of the creators of the no, Turtles. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they specifically like, hey, can you design two more mutants for this movie? And because uh, there was a weird rights thing with Bebop and Rocksteady because they were owned, they were technically owned by Fred Wolf Films, the makers of the cartoon. No. Um, 
there was just a weird licensing thing at some point. Were they created for the cartoon? They were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the characters that were created for the cartoon were kind of exclusive to the cartoon. Okay. Um, later, they did go, uh, Eastman and Laird did go and, and settle all the rights so that yeah. if it was Turtles, it was Turtles. There was no no back and forth. Yeah. No, you know, it's own, kind of owned by this company, kind of owned by this guy. Yeah. Um, with one exception... Uh, Richard Veitch, uh, who is best known for being a comic artist on Swamp Thing uh, mm-hmm. during Alan Moore's run, um, he had done a few issues of Turtles, and he created a few characters during that run. He actually never signed those characters over to Eastman and Laird. Okay. Um, so uh, right now, no one's really sure if he owns those characters or... Which, do you um, know which characters are uh, off the top of my head, I know there's a mutant leech called Bloodsucker, mm-hmm. um, who honestly probably isn't going to get a toy anyways, at least yeah. not being named Bloodsucker. Uh, Walmart's just not going to carry that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and I think there was like one or two like minor characters that you okay. know aren't going to, you know, no one's going to miss them. But yeah. the fact that we never got a Bloodsucker toy renamed or anything. Yeah. Uh, I was just happy I got to use like a Jimbo toy. That's a, such a weird thing because, like, that's not a turtle's he's character. He's not either. a turtle's character. He was just one of Stan Sakai happened to be friends with the Eastman Laird. Yeah. So, like, Usagi, I'm guessing he went, like, I really want to get an action figure of my guy. And they went, okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I believe Panda Khan actually was a creation of one of their friends as well. And I think he was supposed to have a comic series, or maybe he did have a very short-lived one. I think he did have a short-lived one, because I remember seeing, unless it's just the identical-looking character. Yeah. Which is possible. Could be. A panda in the samurai outfit's not that far of a stretch. Right, right. (laughs) But I think PandaCon was uh, created by one of their buddies as well, and was just like, hey, we want to get a toy of this guy. Yeah. Um, And that's why there is some, like, Ray Filet was the mutant Stingray for the toy, Mm -hmm. but in the comic, the Archie comic series, he was called Man Ray. And there okay. were a couple of other, like, characters that they made toys of that had different names than they had in the comics. Um, just from licensing issues. And it was licensing, like yeah. Because, like, technically, Ray f- or Man Ray is owned by Archie, was owned by Archie Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, the Warrior Dragon was as well. So when they made a toy of him, they just called him Hothead and made him red instead of gold. Um, so, they're like, there were some weird licensing things. Um, those have mostly been all cleared up. And uh, yeah. as of 2010, Nickelodeon just bought the entire franchise from Eastman and Laird. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it, one of those things, like, a lot of fans were sort of like, oh, you know, the dad's... Uh, well, Eastman had sold all of his rights to Laird and I want to say, like, 99 or 2000 anyways. Oh, okay. Um, and Laird, like, rebooted the comic just himself in 2002. Uh, it was him and Jim Lawson doing art. Um, and like he was just doing, all right, if I was doing turtles on my own, what would I do? And he just did a whole bunch of cool stuff, uh, and some stuff that maybe was not people's favorites. Yeah. Um, but like, is that where Venus de Milo came from? No, 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 no. Venus, uh, (laughs) Venus is a whole other thing. Uh, (laughs) but to finish that thought before we go into Venus, um, yeah, in 2010, um, Nickelodeon approached Mirage about buying the turtles and, um, Laird debated about it for a long time and talked to the Mirage guys and, and talked to Eastman and and basically the uh, decision they all came to is we've kind of been doing this nonstop for 25 years and Nickelodeon is offering us billions of dollars. Yeah. Money, 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 I'm and, sure. And, you know, it's not like they needed the money because they had definitely made it. There probably won't be a Nickelodeon and they'll still be Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they kind of looked at it and was like, hey, man, 25 years is longer than a lot of our fans have been alive <laughs> at this point. Um, and Most of our fans started when they were five. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was, I mean, 2010, I would have been uh, almost 30. And... um you know, yeah, I, I it it's such a weird thought, you know. Yeah. But it also, like, you know, at a certain point, how much more could they have done with it? Yeah. Um, See, and that's interesting because I noticed that there's an, it kind of been a little bit of a turtle's resurgence. Right. So it, it seems that Nickelodeon has been doing okay with the license. Then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they bought it in 2010, and they, they, they started their cartoon in 2012, yeah. uh, which is this the CGI one. Um, which is a cool show. It it ran like five or six seasons. It kind of incorporates a lot of elements of every version of Turtles. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it does downplay some some of the more violent stuff. It does. Uh, it is well, yeah, a I little mean, more kid because it's they're, Nickelodeon. They're, yeah, it's Nickelodeon making a Nickelodeon product. Yeah, they they right? they have their audience. They know what to do to take it to cater to their audience. Right. So I right. you know I would I would imagine it's going to be a lot more family friendly, a lot less. 
Yeah. You know, risque uh, stuff. Also out of that, the IDW comic series started in 2011. Yeah. Um, like just a few months before that show did. Um, Kevin Eastman's a consultant on it. So, you know, they're they're at least talking to one of the Turtle Dads about everything they do. Yeah. He does variant covers for every single issue. Oh, um, wow. He's actually drawn some of the annuals just himself. Wow. Um, and that series started in 2011. They ju- they're just about to hit issue 100. Wow. Like in the next couple months here. Um, and they introduced a fifth female turtle who is not Venus de Milo. Oh. Venus de Milo came from the 1997 series. Uh, and we, how much, we've only got a few minutes, so I'll yeah. just go to this quick. Uh, Sabat Entertainment, the guys at Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, you know, they kind of ran Fox Kids for a couple of years there. And so they did a, a live-action turtle show called The Next Mutation. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, let's make a fifth turtle and let's make it a female so that we can get the female audience. And the show is just garbage. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know for sure. But from everything I've seen of it, I haven't actually seen the show. I've just seen stills and little, like, gifs and stuff like that. It looks like they're using the same heads from the rocking turtle tour thing. Okay. They are better than the the, um, coming out of their shell store. Okay. They are better suits than that. But you would be better served watching a VHS well, the of coming suits, out of the The heads, though, is what I'm talking about. Even the heads. Okay. They, they are better heads than coming out of their shelves. Okay. I will okay. give them that. Okay. Um, they are reverse engineered versions of the Jim Henson movie heads. But they're definitely reverse engineered. Because uh, they look like they're, they're smiling. Yeah. It's just it's just not a good show. Yeah. Okay. It's, and it, it, the concept of Venus de Milo is cool, um, which is probably why IDW is revisiting it with their new turtle character um, who is actually a human that's been turned into a mutant turtle not okay. a turtle that's been made humanoid so it's it's the reverse so she's not their mythical sister or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or long lost sister uh, and it's a girl named Jenica who's going to be wearing a yellow bandana and fighting with a bow and arrow and um, yeah Sophie Campbell's taken over art on that pretty soon um, or has taken over art, and, and she's a fantastic Oh, that's right. Artist, Wasn't so. this a character she had created before she started working on the... She had done... Or it was, like, loosely based on a character yeah, she created, something like that? she had done some other turtle fan art and, and fan comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, and been running one kind of on the side for years. Um, and now she's getting to put right. kind of her own spin on the there official canon. See? So Dedication. Yeah. Um, that is a lot more than I thought we were going to get through in our, in our yeah. time, actually. Yeah, and there's still so much more there turtle is, stuff to oh, talk about that we could spend forever. That's why spend, those guys have been talking for five years and have only gotten through a little bit of right, the history. Right, yeah. I could talk about just the first movie for four hours. Yeah. I know, because I have. Uh, and it's only a 90-minute movie. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't even get into, like, the Ernie Reyes Jr. of no, the whole thing. No. With being in the suit the first movie and out of a suit in the second one. And the time that he stole the job from me. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to do. We'll have to oh, follow up on Turtle Talk yeah, sometime. Definitely, yeah, and go into uh, what little stuff there was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, that went super fast. Yeah, um, it did. We are Atomic Monsoon. You can find us on social media: Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook, Atomic underscore Monsoon on Instagram. Um, let us know some of your favorite turtle stuff yeah. on. Uh, just shoot us an email. On We're now in medias. the podcast portion of iTunes. Right, because yeah, they've switched Apple all that stuff up. Apple has split everything up. Yeah, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. If you're on the Apple Podcast, please give us a rating if you get a chance to. Yes, good or bad, please do give us a rating. Yeah, we appreciate five it. five stars. We're a five star show. Well, we would like to be. Atomic Monsoon has more than five letters. We are a five star. There show. we go. Yeah, that's how I. Uh, that's how I rated it. How many letters is your show? Oh, it's only a three-letter show? Your show's just called Goo? All right, you get three stars. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's not true. All right, everybody. We'll be back hopefully next week. Cowabunga.